0: Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the She is Grace podcast. My guest today is Leah Frazier. Welcome, Leah. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: You're so very welcome. Well, let's just jump right on in. Please share all the great project projects that you're involved with, including your media company.
1: Yeah. So my media company is Think3 Media. We're based in Dallas, Texas, and we have clients all over the U.S., and we primarily specialize in creative marketing and communications for Black-owned businesses. But over the past couple of years, we've been truly blessed to work with some mid sized to larger scale corporations and organizations as well. So God has just been extremely um, just good to me and to the community. Um, I'm also big on just giving back to the community. So I work hand-in-hand with Junior Achievement of Dallas, which Does a lot of work with middle to high school students, but I primarily give my time and resources to the young girls and women uh, that come through the program that are interested in entrepreneurship. So I think it's awesome that kids have ideas and they're creative, you know, in their energy and in their space. And so to be able to give back in that way to show them here's how you create a business is is what I love to do and I also do that on the university level at the University of Texas at Dallas as well.
0: Okay. But also you're a model as well? Yes, I
1: I kind of fell into it. It wasn't anything I was hurt <laughs> <hearing> before. <laughs> right, right. Just having a I was on a panel just kind of like having a chit chat just like you and I are doing today and there was a woman in the audience that was the casting agent for JCPenney and After I I was finished speaking, she came up to me and she was just asking me, like, what my size was and all sorts of things. And I'm like, that's not a great first conversation, but I'm a very open person. So at the time, I was a size 12. And she was like, the look, the hair, I had my natural hair. She says, this whole entire look is what we're looking for. And if you are interested, you know, I would love to have you model. But for J.C. Penney, you had to be signed with an agency. So, literally in three days, I was signed with one of the top agencies in Dallas, and I was booked for J.C. Penney's a month later.
0: Wow, that is awesome! Yeah. And I've known you for many years, and I have seen your career take off as a rocket. And I am so elated uh, with what God is doing in your life. I mean, you truly exemplify uh, the modern woman, the women, the one, the successful woman as well. So, also, you're the co- co-author of three books, and might I add, best-selling art as well. <laughs> Your book, "The Success Factor." Please share what this book entails with a few takeaways.
1: Yes, I love the Success Factor because it was a book that, again, I'm the type of person where I sometimes I can't see the forest through the trees. And Sheryl <laughs> Williamson was a visionary author, and she says, "I need you in this book," and I was like, "I don't have time for this." <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're not moving forward until. Um, you give us your part of this book because people need to hear your story. And I love what she did with the book because it wasn't really a focus on the success, even though the title is a success factor. It was more of what were your failures and then how did you rebound to then catapult yourself into success? So a lot of the things that I talked about in the book was just my journey. I'm a trained attorney I was licensed in multiple regions and I left that to become an entrepreneur. So I didn't know anything about running a business. I'm the first in my family and I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to acquire clients. I didn't know how to set up my services. I didn't know how to do anything. And I literally tanked after leaving my job as in-house counsel two years after I left. I, I had exhausted all of my savings, all of my retirement funds to become an entrepreneur, but I just really didn't have the tools and resources I should have had before I took that big leap of faith. So one of the things I do talk about in the book is just having a plan and making sure that, yes, we can move in passion and purpose because those are the things that God has put deep inside of us that has at some point, It's going to bug you enough to where it has to come out.
0: Right, right. But you
1: also have to do that part where, yes, we have faith that this is going to work, but your action part is then to go out and educate yourself on how to actually execute and make it work. And so I talk about that in the book, but then I also talk about the faith piece as well, that sometimes... On a journey, you're not going to be able to see the end. And as human beings, we want to know every single step that's going to happen. We want to know how this is going to end. When is my husband coming? When am I going to be a millionaire? And sometimes God just wants you to put one foot in front of the other. Right. Kind of put your hand in his hand as he's leading. And he has it all planned out. Right. Right. And right. I, I found on my journey that every time I would take just that one step forward, mm-hmm. he would grant me ten steps. Wow! Forward where it was like you were worried, Leah, about this resource, and I had ten of those waiting for you. I just needed you to say yes and keep moving forward.
0: Wow! He's been very. I, go ahead.
1: No, he's been extremely faithful in that regard, and I talk about that in the book.
0: Okay, well. I believe in success is what well. I believe success is achievable, and like you said, you have to go through failures sometimes, most of the time, to be successful. And I also believe that we have to carve out time to work on our goals and God given gifts, and everybody has their own gifts. So I try to stay in my lane on what God has provided me with my gifts. Uh, mine is not modeling, you know, mine is not being an attorney like you successfully. Quit your job as an in-house counsel to become an entrepreneur. And to me, that shows a deep, deep faith foundation in God that you had to trust Him even in that, your career. So um, I just think that it's great, a great read for upcoming entrepreneurs to provide them guidance as well. So thank you for sharing that as well. And Leah, you engage in the community with young women, teaching them entrepreneurship. Why are you so enthusiastic about this?
1: I think, and especially uh just being an African American woman, um, mm. I'm very big on unlocking those keys to wealth for our community, and I believe wow. um, a lot of what I believe with generational wealth and what and the luxuries that we should have as a black community, we're going to be able to unlock that um, that future with our kids. They are very creative. They have ideas. They have what it takes to truly remove us from this bondage that we've been over for 400 plus years. Wow. And but we have to be the people that help them to break those chains. We right. have to be the people that allows them to create that legacy. And I believe the first step in creating that legacy and that wealth within our generations is owning you know, real estate, owning investments, owning property, owning our own businesses and creating our own wealth for ourselves. Right. And so because I learned the ins and outs, I may not know everything about everything, but I do know a lot about business. And I definitely like to impart that with kids, giving them the freedom to create and saying, you love to do that thing. Now I want to show you how you can make money at that wow. and, and take care of your family and then pass that on to their kids to their
0: kids kids and the kids 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 right and i totally agree with you that uh, it's up to us to to create the, to help them to learn how to create the generation you no know, wealth and also to hone in on their tools on their gifts and then just kind of allow that to flourish. Even as parents, I think we, we play a big key role, even though my daughters are older. But even though, as a parent, I think it's so important for us to recognize a gift in our children and for us to hone into that gift and to perfect that gift as well, in that, that child or that teenager, or whatever it is, but they definitely need our support. And I was just thinking today, as I gotta meditate and you know, getting ready uh for today's talk, I just thought about. Wow, it would have been nice to have a female mentor when I was growing up. Someone like yourself to mentor me and and to teach me about entrepreneurship and you know someone along those avenues. Do you agree?
1: I definitely agree. And and to the point where we were just talking about earlier, I wish I had that type of mentorship myself. I ended up falling into the pothole myself. (laughs) Right, right,
0: right, right. Figuring it
1: out, and even with. uh, there was a program that I was a part of um, earlier where I said, I wish when I was growing up that I had the option of mentorship or I had the option of someone telling me, this is you know how you set up a business. This is what you need to go file. Here's the legal aspect. Here's the finances. And I didn't. I was just kind of out there blindly doing it. And luckily, I I figured it out, but I definitely did not have that guidance that I try to provide to the youth and to our college students.
0: Right. And it looks like to me that after you finished law school, that's when you discovered that this is something that I did not want to do, that actually I want to be an entrepreneur. So it's amazing how sometimes our gifts come out later in life as well. Um, But anyway, you're here, you arrive, and you did what you had to do. So I think it's very important for our young women to have tools that are necessary for success. I do mentor middle school girls as well, and I find it very rewarding to be able to teach them about self-esteem and not being reeled into social media norms. But entrepreneurship, I feel, is a key factor as well. So that that's awesome. That's awesome that you're giving back to the community. I um, applaud you for that. Thank you. So congratulations on your recent uh, recently receiving the 2021 Trailblazer Award in Communications Media from Black Women in Media. Do you ever want to pinch yourself to make sure everything is real with all your success?
1: You know, it's funny because I go and go and go and I I, I constantly have to tell myself to, <laughs> to relax and soak in the moment and celebrate the win before moving right. on to the next big thing. And I think if you are a go getter or you're a visionary and you constantly are are pushing and pushing and pushing, you often forget that. And wow. when I was in New York, I actually did take the time to settle into the space. I wasn't on my phone. And I really just wanted to take in that moment because um, Dr. Bernice King was there. Deborah Cox was there. There was uh, the current CEO and owner of Ebony Magazine. And there was wow. just so many women in the room that I admired. and. Uh, was not aware that they were even going to be there. <laughs> so that was right, right to say, you know, I never thought I would have heard from Dr. Bernice King herself talk about her father, Martin Luther King Jr., and Coretta Scott King in a room and then impart words of wisdom directly to me in the audience and to all the others. Like, I just never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that I would have been honored on the same stage as someone who has done just amazing work for not just the community, but for the world. And so that was definitely a pinch me moment, but I allowed myself to, to enjoy it and to really just soak in the opportunity.
0: Well, that is so awesome. It sounds like such an epic moment. And I believe that for you to say you cut off your phone, you just kind of was trying to soak in the moment. And I think God always wants to refresh us to get us ready for new projects or refresh us just to move forward. And be complete, and be free, and be able to create, like you said, free freedom to create as well. And I like the fact that you said you relax, you soaked in the moment, and you like to just celebrate the win. And then once it's over, you back to your business. I love the fact that you said that, and thank God you were refreshed as well, and uh, you were <laughs> able to come back, and, <laughs> that you were able to come back and uh, and uh, you know start working on other projects or other other gifts that God has you doing as well. So, again, I have seen you flourish through the years. Is there anything else you would want to accomplish that's on your radar?
1: Oh, my. There's so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) Here's the thing is that I think one of the things where I I always say it's pretty morbid, but I'm like, you know, if I were to leave tomorrow, like I pat myself on the back. I would be very happy with what I've done so far here in this journey and on this earth. Um, Because I never I try not to live life with any limits. And if I feel that I have limits, then I do the internal work to release that because I feel as though when God made us and then told us that we literally have the same energies, forces and powers that he gave to Christ, his son, Mm -hmm. the the power to heal, you know, the power to perform miracles and do all those things. I truly believe that he didn't give us all of that in in our human power mm-hmm. and that type of energy that's literally right in the palm of our hands to go to waste.
0: Right. And
1: so when he gives me things, I try to take it and run with it and see what I can do with it. And I'm I don't believe that anybody is just a one-trick pony. We're all multifaceted human beings and we have to start exploring all of those different parts of ourselves, when he allows it to manifest, instead of saying, wait a minute, I'm on this path, so I can't do that. Well, maybe he's going to open up a door where you can do both, or you can do one in one capacity and be completely happy and and fulfilled. So um, over the pandemic, he gave me the gift of uh, truly learning how to uh, meditate, and I took some healing programs and received my certification as a meditation instructor. And congratulations! Thank you. And so now, being in the wellness space and seeing how it helps people, um, mm-hmm. and I and I'm blessed to be able to teach two to three times a week and to heal not only myself but others in the community. I'm now moving to open uh, a wellness studio where I grew up in Oak Cliff. Um, awesome. To bring it back to to my people, because a lot of these principles are rooted from Africa. <laughs>
0: wow, wow, that's an eye opener.
1: You know what I mean, and so I want to give that gift back to my community. Like this is who you are, this is where you come from, but also you have everything you need inside of your body to heal yourself. That was God's gift to us. Wow. You just have to activate it because it's been hidden for all of these years. And so that is my passion project right now. It's going to happen. I just kind of duplicate myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. But that is awesome, though, that you're even... trying to go back into the community where you grew up and provide something even more positive and that's self meditation. And that's getting in tune with our bodies. Cause like you said, God has given us everything that we need, but we just don't tap into it all the time. Or I think that we could be a little lazy too as well. I've been there myself, but I yeah. think self care is so important. I've been on the journey of self care for many, many years now, and we have to steal away and get to those quiet moments whether it's meditation whether it's just being quiet, whether it's just just whatever it is that, that you do. But meditation, again, like you said, that's very key to wellness as well. So thank you for um even wanting to do something and give back to your community, even in a much bigger space as well. So that is awesome. That is awesome. So what challenges did you endure during your journey and how were you able to overcome them to encourage the audience?
1: I think uh one of the challenges I had was just really not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. And relying more on the fact that I was having these conversations with God, just saying, now you the one who told me to do this. And why is it turning out this way?
0: Because <laughs> right. Right. I
1: know you didn't give me this vision to have me look a fool out here in these streets. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> I did feel that there was a lot of people that were confused by the decision that I made to leave law and to leave the practice of um being an attorney and they to be quite honest was waiting for me to fail. And when things weren't going my way, I'm like, god, come on, you're supposed to have my back and you got me out here looking crazy. And uh but nobody knew I was actually failing. I kept a lot to myself. And even when I was at rock bottom, it was the craziest thing because I I journaled throughout the entire process, and God was really just trying to strip me of everything that I knew, everything that I was taught, you know, by society. This attachment to money and security and the and the material things and all the things that I had built up, you know, over the years. Right. Right. And He was truly trying to form me into this vessel. Like you, this is. The path you told me you're going to follow me. You are now a vessel. You are now. I'm now using you to reach my people. So all of the worldly attachments that you have aligned yourself with, you have to let go. Wow. That moment, when I was in that process and I was losing everything, my car, I was selling everything around me because I was like, wow. I got to make my business work.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: in that moment, I was falling more and more in love with who God was and what he was trying to teach me. And when I emerged out of it, he gave me everything back tenfold. But the lesson was deep because now I was a great steward of everything he returned back to me. And I was a great steward of my finances. I was a great steward of the clients that he sent my way. And I was more focused on serving them than myself. Um, So I had to be stripped down to like the lowest, 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 lowest point in order to um, learn that lesson.
0: Well, you know, you said three key things. You said that uh, God had to uh, strip you of your worldly attachments, that he had to form you into the vessel you are today to reach his people. And then also you said that um, that he had to just really work on you. And in even losing things, material things as well, because as Americans, we're so, um, everybody's after the the American dream. Everybody wants the wealth. And it's not all about the materialistic things as well. Like you said, to sell your car, you were selling off everything for your dream, but look at you today. I mean, you are such a walking testimony, testimony of a woman of God that truly just trusted him. And now look at you today, you're recognized all over. I mean, your your brand is impressive. Your uh, accomplishments are very impressive to me. It's been impressive for years, but I've just seen God just really, really, really work with you over the last few years. And I'm just honored that you're on the show and that, that you even agreed to do this as well because you are such a blessing to other women. So since we're there in 2022, what kind of encouragement can you give a snippet to women entrepreneurs for the new year on what they should be doing? Just a snippet.
1: Yes. So one of the things that I'm big at, and I and I know it's gonna be super cliche, but goal setting is so extremely important. Right. And, you know, we read the Bible, we read the scripture, we know we're supposed to write it down and make it plain, but we do it at the beginning of the year, but we don't reinforce that throughout the year. And you can do anything you want to do. There is absolutely no limitations. I know that we have our own set of circumstances that I won't get into systemically that we have to overcome, but you can do anything that you want to do, but you have to make a plan in order to get there. You can't just wake up and say, I want to start my own fashion business and then wait on God and look around and say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you have to goal set. And one of the things that I do, I try to do quarterly is make sure I'm setting those quarterly goals and then I back into it. Okay, what do I have to do every month to reach that? And then I break Mm -hmm. it down week by week and then I break it down day by day. And when you are very intentional about that type of goal setting and setting those action items, um quarterly and then breaking it down literally hour by hour, minute by minute of what you're going to do every day to reach it, you will not fail. But so many people don't do it at all. They just kind of, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. And if you have a financial goal, you'll never reach that goal because you don't even know what you have to do to reach that number because you're not sitting down and writing it down. If there's people that you need or resources that you need that's part of your goal. I need to go mm-hmm. talk to so and so at such right. a bank to see what they need in order for me to get that line of credit or to get that loan. Or I need to, I want to do a TED talk. Okay. Well, where is it on your goal setting that one day you're going to research the TED talks in your area? The next right. day, you're gonna reach out to the organizer. The next day, you're going to do this. Like, what are you doing and writing down? to actually move yourself forward. And if you would make it a part of your practice, you are going to get to
0: your goals so quick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So true. Well, Leah, that was very well said. So I know I got three things away from what you just said, which was goal setting. Uh, Make sure you hone into those goals and you do quarterly goals and you can do anything you want to if you just have to have a plan in place. And God gives us so many things. And I know me so many projects, but again, as you said too, as well, that resources, you have to go and research what God is asking you to do to figure out a plan. Cause even with my podcast, I had to go out and research. It took me a few months to just to research and soak it all in before he was like, okay, it's time. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Can you please share your website and social media platforms?
1: Yeah. So my personal website is com. You can send me a message and reach out to me anytime. My all of my social media is at the the Fraser. And that is across all platforms. You can shoot me a DM, say you heard the podcast, you want to connect, whatever.
0: <laughs> right, right. And you can reach out to me there. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the She is Grace Podcast. Always live your truth unapologetically. Peace and blessings until next time.